Hello and welcome to Calamity, a podcast about natural and not-so-natural disasters. In each episode, we examine a catastrophic event from world history. We are your hosts, the Coolman Sisters. I'm Jema. I'm Jillian. And I'm Caitlin. And today we're going to be doing things differently. I Yay. am Caitlin. I'm going to be I'm going to be your host. Well, technically, yes, we're all the hosts. Um, Jillian normally does the bulk of the work. She does all the research and she tells the story. We thought it'd be fun for our brains. You got the (laughs) bone. Well, um, Jillian does an awesome job, but we wanted to give her a chance to take a break. Um, We also thought it'd be kind of fun to every once in a while try something different and see, try our hand at having another one of the sisters present a story and I'm going to give it the first go. We'll see if they keep me around or if I get voted off the Island, uh, quite literally, we'll see. <laughs> uh, for our listeners who, who don't know, um, the three of us sisters, we meet to, to do our recording virtually over the internet. We actually live in three different cities. Um, I happen to be in Hawaii. So I decided to do a Hawaii-themed um, disaster, and it was actually quite hard for me to decide which disaster to do. There's a lot of material here. Um, <laughs> you might not know that. You Go ahead. You live in a delicate archipelago in the middle of the biggest ocean on the planet <laughs> that every single hurricane seems to like beeline directly for. There's a lot of action. Um in researching for this podcast, though, I realized there's even more disaster around here than I, than I would have guessed. So tsunamis, um, hurricanes, as you mentioned, volcanoes, those are kind of the first three that come to mind. The one that surprised me was um, flash floods. So, so as a lot of people who have been to Hawaii, visited it, it know that most islands have a dry side and a wet side. The rain, um, the rain clouds form when the wind kind of comes up off the ocean and it just dumps tons and tons and tons of rain over the, um, the windward side of the island and over the mountains. So in, if you have any sort of extreme weather, that amount of rain increases tremendously, creating flash floods that then create mudslides, which then take out homes and um, infrastructure, power lines, uh, roads, that type of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I very seriously considered doing a um, a mudslide that um, there's actually a lot of them to choose from. I wasn't even sure which one to go go with, but decided against that. I'm going to cover a very traditional volcanic eruption so that's that's my big unveil i know john jama you guys knew i was doing a volcano eruption do either of you know which one i'm going to cover i don't know but i i know there there was one recently where the the lava was i mean i guess it was an eruption but like it was just slowly overtaking a town somewhere that was like a year or two ago that is Isn't correct. There a volcano called Mauna Loa. Yeah, that is also correct. Mauna Nicely Lea. done. <laughs> Just rearranging vowels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you're you're both, um, and I'm definitely going to talk about both of those things. So the volcano Sweet. that Jameis mentioning is called the Kilauea volcano. Oh. It erupted in. 2018 so this is one of the more recent disasters that we've ever covered but it actually started back in the 80s which is why i feel that this one is a little bit interesting and in fact as you most people know this volcano is much older than that in fact so there's a a great deal of history that goes into this and i'm i'm excited to share it with everybody today um Okay, first of all... Is that one on, on your my... island? Is that on your island or on one of the other islands? I'm still kind of learning it, what what's on what island, where things are located, now that you're down there. Yeah, no worries at all. So I'm on the island of Oahu, and this 
eruption happened on the big island called Hawaii, and um, I'm several islands away from it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, um, so I'm going to talk about my sources, and then we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the mechanics of volcanoes, kind of go down to the basics so we all know. Science! Um, science, exactly. Yay! Exactly. Someone who recently had to explain how a nuclear reactor works. <laughs> <laughs> Disasters can be pretty it's scientific. <laughs> yeah. I definitely thought that we're going to need some, like, ground rules to understand even what it is I'm talking about. <laughs> um, all right, so my my sources. Uh, I know that there's probably a lot of books out there on volcanoes, but because this uh, eruption was so recent, um, yes, there might be a couple of good books out there, but I actually got most of my research uh, through the Internet. So there's a couple of websites that I want to shout out. Um, they've got some great information. Um, one is Wikipedia. I know that's super lame, but as always, Wikipedia has just a great breadth of factual information, dates, times, um, and, and all that. So, I mean, it was kind of my go-to my, where, where I started. Um, I also got some great information and visuals on a website called www lovebigisland.com and that sounds like a sketchy website I wouldn't really trust putting it in you're like I'm not sure what's going to pop up but I, I totally recommend it it was actually a very informational and educational I loved it so the third one was a very very well done article on usatoday.com written by Trevor Hughes it's a very long name, but the title of the article is Lava, Sulfur, and Steam. After the Hawaii Volcano Eruption, Hawaii Residents Struggle to Recover. It was actually published, um, or most recently updated online, on June 20th, 2019. So it's a look at how how the island is doing this year, a year after all the tragedy had hit. So um, that's going to be a little later on in the in the discussion, but pretty pretty interesting piece uh, to kind of discuss the recovery, the relief efforts, and the obstacles that people are facing. Maybe post a link to that one on Facebook when we're done. I, I will, because the there's great visuals too, and cool. uh, we're going to be talking a lot today about some pretty complicated geographic things, and it's going to help our listeners a lot to be able to see visuals of really what it means to like have a wall of lava um on your property for example so <laughs> my my fourth source with air quotes is a conversation <laughs> conversation that i had with an uber driver but i'd really like to give him a shout out <laughs> i know how do you cite that in the uh, the proper uh yeah, what's the bibliography? Uh, what's the <laughs> AP style for? <laughs> oh, man. I don't even have his last name. I had to go through my email to find what his, because I was like, gosh, I think that they send me a receipt. Maybe it's going to have his first name on it. So, oh, my God. This guy's name, his, it's Rex. Shout out to him. He lives on the Big Island, and he, oh, yeah. he, got, he got me from point A to point B when I was visiting <laughs> the island in July. Um, and I will introduce him in a little bit but he gave me some very cool um what was to him first person experience uh so i don't know what that makes does that make it second person or third person to me it makes it hearsay uh, <laughs> one of the best Not kind of source. the court of law <laughs> okay well add that to my source list okay, okay. Um, <laughs> all right so uh next order of business is pronunciation. I want to start this podcast by apologizing to all the Hawaiian people because I'm going to do my very best to pronounce all of these uh, beautiful, beautiful names. I will unfortunately by accident um, most likely butcher at least a few of them. And it was not my intent. I've researched how to pronounce all of them. I've practiced all of them, um, but I don't trust my brain and it, it might not come out correctly. So I just want to say... These are beautiful words. I do not have any sort of mastery of this language. So um, please accept my apology in advance. And with that, 
Are you guys ready to move on to science? Yay! I'm ready. Okay, that was not as excited as I thought either of you would be, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I'm really excited. I did not realize this until I started looking it up. Um, would either of you like to tell me how a volcano forms like how you would how you were taught volcanoes form just kind of i know it's it's broad it's vague go ahead just give it a shot well there's a couple different types uh so, so you already know more than i did okay <laughs> <laughs> but it all comes from like what the Washington like center States. of the earth yeah the, that's like, where the magma comes from magma yeah. right mm-hmm. So the ones we've got in Washington State, I think, were formed via collision between plates with magma bubbling up. And so it's it either that the magma... It gets pressurized during the crushing. But the magma is either is, like, top. spewing itself or it's heating stuff and spewing the heated stuff out. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Well, it's magma when it's underground and lava when it's above ground. It's my understanding. Okay, but Hawaiian That's like calling birds one thing when they're on the ground and one thing when they're in the air. <laughs> I don't understand that logic. Or asteroids uh, and, and meteorites, right? Oh, don't mm-hmm. get me started on meteorites and meteors and <laughs> asteroids. And, um, but yeah, the Hawaiian volcanoes are different, Caitlin. Why don't you tell us about those? Uh, okay, so I... Jillian clearly knows a lot more than I do, which I'm not surprised by that at all. I really only thought that volcanoes happen on the edges of tectonic plates where collisions happen. And I probably <gasps> thought that simply because um, we, oh, growing up, lived lived near um, Mount St. Helens and et cetera. So like, that was the, the closest one to me. And, and I just latch on to yeah. whatever, you know. But in this case, there is not a, t- um, a tectonic plate edge underneath hawaii it is just a middle of yeah, you're in the a tectonic of the pacific plate i believe yeah yeah it is i, I just it boggles like i have no i cannot understand i don't understand how can a you volcano sound quite be... boggled yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy to do let's be honest but so i i looked into um so just mo- most of all my point is super special volcanoes and I'm really proud of them, and you know they're cooler <laughs> than all the rest. And but that being said, I don't know how they operate. Um, I read a couple articles. There, there are different scientists who argue um, about how it is that these volcanoes exist. There's a couple different theories. And you mean they haven't figured this out yet? What? Well, they have. They have theories, but they're. They're pretty sure, but they're arguing about it. How about that? So I it doesn't really seem like pretty I, sure. <laughs> Tell us. Kate. I don't seem sure, or the scientists don't seem sure. The scientists. How can they be pretty sure yeah. if they're still arguing about it? Well, you have one scientist that's very sure, and another scientist that's very sure, but they're disagreeing about it. So there's got to be more than two scientists working on this problem. <laughs> <laughs> What? Just tell us what the, tell us what the two options are. I don't. I got you know when people oh, argue, it's it's uh-huh. confrontation. Oh, I, I duck see. out. <laughs> I. It has to do I, with you know. I'm never worrying about my sources ever again. Um, no, no, don't sure. Caitlin, you're, do, you're doing great. Caitlin avoids conflict to the point that she doesn't even. Look into the conflict between volcano scientists. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Isn't that the truth? Um, But you guys are right. There's magma underneath the Earth's crust, and it has bubbled forth. And there's just discussion about how exactly and why it's bubbling forth where it is. So that part we'll leave for research and. Maybe I'll post an article about it later after after the uh, the episode drops. So, can I pop in? You, with you sure can. Some semi knowledge, yes, that I cannot cite. But my yes. my understanding with Hawaii and a couple other places where you have that 
um, you've got like super a hot special spot. volcanoes. Yeah, it's a it's like a hot spot in the middle of the plate, and I don't know if it's because it's the crust is thin there or what, but um, that's kind of why when you look at Hawaii, you know, it forms this little line of islands. Mm-hmm. If you take away the water, there's a bunch more underneath mm-hmm. the water. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. mountain range. It's just underwater, mm-hmm. um, m- most of it, because as the plates move, the magma bubbles up in different plate. I mean, it's it stays where it is, but the plate is moving. Does that make sense? Over yeah. Middle. So that's how you get a change. Um, but yeah, I but it doesn't. Think... It still doesn't explain why. I mean, unless the plate is thin, I guess. But and I, I, I have no idea if that's the case. I. <laughs> But that is just the only idea I could think of. Um, but I do think that isn't one of the Hawaiian islands like the tallest mountain in the entire planet? If you talk about all the way down under, under from its no, base, no, the seabed uh, to the top. I'm not yes. sure. The answer is yes. Caitlin says yes. Okay. So well, there was are... one in the. There's a mountain range in the middle of the. Atlantic? Maybe it is the best. Where's the Mariana Trench? That's the Atlantic, but it's a trench, not a mountain range. Okay, so the mountain range is in the (laughs) middle of the Pacific because the Mariana Trench is spreading and the the mountain range in the Pacific is building. Correct. Okay. Listeners, we are scientists. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Proven yet again. Um, So let me gather my thoughts. Um, mostly, Certainly. just wanted. I, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a lot of gathering my thoughts. Uh, Wait, while you gather so your thoughts, let me. Okay. Can I? I want to say one more thing about hot spots. I think I also had the understanding that Yellowstone Park was another hot spot that we can't quite explain. Oh, it's, it's oh, in the middle yeah. of a plate, but uh-huh. it definitely is a place where the crust is thin and and stuff is bubbling up and heating uh-huh. up and. Uh, and it does have a caldera. It's just um, huge. You know, it's huge. It's huge, but it's it's also not a mountain necessarily. There are mountains near there and around there, but it's not. Right. It's, it's a kind of volcano that, that it doesn't build a mountain. It just blew a hole. Uh, ah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. If you guys are willing to go with me on here, and listeners, please forgive me because. We're all just speculating at this point, but I'm going to build on the knowledge that Jillian is laying down. So the the issue with the the islands here, like why they keep erupting, it has to do with the water. So, for example, just recently, the last week, I believe, in the Big Island, um, there there was they're looking. They have like arterial views looking down into the crater, and they can see a tiny, tiny little pool of water down there and they're really worried about that because when they see water it means an eruption might happen soon because whenever there's water um the likelihood of an eruption increases dramatically so the fa- like it's a so it's not rainwater collected there it's water coming up from below somehow yes okay so so that makes more sense that that over in yellowstone it's a kind of a hot spot and in Hawaii it's a hot spot but it has become a volcano here and erupted because of the water obviously there's underground water and everything in, in um, Yellowstone as well but it's not an a- literal ocean so it's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. act a little differently so anyway yeah. on that strong sturdy scientific ground mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the other cool thing the other cool thing is uh it's called a shield volcano. So a lot of times you'll see an iconic picture of a, vo- of a volcano like Mount Rainier, very uh, cone-like. And uh, shield volcanoes, uh, they literally look like a warrior's shield that has been laid down on the ground, kind of like a, a mound or a bump. Does that make sense? Um, exactly. Yeah, and, I get and the reason. The reason for that is these, um, as on, the, on the Big Island, the type of lava flow that they most often get or most regularly get is an effusive flow, meaning it is slowly poured out. So instead of big eruptions, it's kind of a continuous pouring and flowing. And that just kind of builds layer after layer after layer in this 
kind of mound form versus the eruption being a very violent uh, thing that happens at one point and and then you know cools you know I don't know uh-huh so but the diff- but difference between a cone and a, and a shield doesn't Hawaii have like big pointy mountains I feel like I've seen pictures of your state and there's big pointy mountains covered in green they look like I mean you know they look like cones to me they don't look yeah. like shields have you been the on ones the ones in Iceland look like shields Jama, have you been on the Big Island? No. <laughs> Since I'm the only one of the three of us who's been on the Big Island, I'm going to say that they look like shield shield mountains. So, I mean, okay. there's... I on, on Oahu, there are literal, like, cliff faces. They're very, very, like, steep, steep, steep... Um, you're right. So you're saying all the all the Hawaiian islands have different kinds of volcanoes, so they have different kinds of mountains. That doesn't make sense. I'm saying that every, I feel like we question she Jillian this cry. much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, she did on the so, triangle one. She was real obnoxious on that one. So. <laughs> okay. So here's what I'm saying, Jim. If if something erupts quickly it's going to be more up and down if something erupts very slowly it's going to be more shield like and over the course of history we've had both kinds of eruptions on all of the chains so every different island is going to look different and because like you know different things have happened at different times some you can have a shield you know okay. something might so have started as a shield and then become the... a cone okay okay Fine, I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> I know that you're not satisfied, but I appreciate your willingness. <laughs> um, my hope is that you can kind of imagine instead of the very traditional straight up, straight down, cone-like, um, imagine something that's more rounded. And the reason for that is a, a lot of slow-moving lava over the course of many, many years slowly making layers instead of explosions right so um kind of sets and the scene a little bit lava it's not like it's not like this super liquidy lava that's really really like it's what's the word i'm looking for it's viscous it's like viscous. Thick and slowly yes. sliding to create additional layers yep of the shield yep, yep. okay i'm envisioning okay. that okay so um, I'm looking at my notes to see which direction to go next. I think, I think more from a, you know, setting the scene. I want to explain that on the Big Island, there's actually five different volcanoes. Um, this is the part where I'm going to butcher all the names, but I wanted, I like being thorough. Um, you know, I like being thorough in some of the research, but not all the research. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's five volcanoes, but only one is still active. And and the active one is the one we're going to talk about today, which is Kilauea. Um, in addition to that, there is um, Kohala. There is Maua... Oh, shoot. Dang it. Give me a second. Mauna Kea, which means White Mountain. There is Hualai. Nope, nope. Hualai. Nope. Hua la lai. And then Mauna Loa, which means long mountain. So one, two, three, four, plus Kilauea is five. Um, oh. I now oh. know like three Hawaiian words. Yeah. Mana, which means mountain. Yep. And Mele and Kalikimaka. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, means Merry Christmas. You're almost fluent, Jillian. Almost. <laughs> um, so the tallest of those is Mauna Kea, which is 13,796 feet tall. That is the tallest sea mountain in the world. That's what we were just kind of alluding okay. to earlier. Um, Will you give me the number again? Yeah. 13,796 feet tall from sea floor to okay. mountain top. That doesn't sound right, Caitlin. 
Well, you have, have to double check it. I mean, maybe. I'm. I mean, I'm. I don't want. <laughs> the only thing I'm thinking, like, because because like Mount Rainier, I know is fourteen thousand feet uh, plus, but I thought that the biggest mountain on Earth from sea to uh, tip, from like sea floor to the top, would be even higher than Everest, which is okay. at like I don't know twenty nine or something. Jema, you. I'm. I'm that. googling. Good job, Caitlin. You go on with your story. Okay. Which is Thank very you. good. I was going to try and multitask, but I feel like all of no, us no, 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 will no. benefit. It. That's <laughs> okay. what Jane was here for. <laughs> She's not here for comic um, relief. All right. So now I'm going to dive into <laughs> a little bit of the history, and then I will settle in uh, on really what happened in 2018. Um, so the volcano has been around for a very, very long, long time. We started recording uh, its explosions in... Um, in the late 1700s um my notes include there was a, a very explosive eruption in 19 nope that's incorrect in 1798 and after that point they recorded a very steady active flow until 1924 so over oh, over wow. 100 years okay um in 1924 it had another very eruptive uh Sorry, a very violent eruption. And obviously at that point, we started taking you know, even better and better um, historical records of, of things like, uh, you know, um, earthquakes and, and volume. And we had better of, instruments we had. Yep. Yeah. Um, so from 1924 to 1955, mostly they had short duration summit eruptions. So meaning you know yeah you see some lava being thrown up into the air but uh -huh. it's it's not causing a lot of devastation um a lot a lot of it is just you know happening up on the top of the mountain got it and, and there's not those mountains are steep and people don't necessarily live up there uh very true they don't live up there <laughs> right okay. um like you can hike up there if you want yes nobody lives there okay no nobody lives there um, it's that, really, well, it's very, it's rocky. It's, I was about to ask, not, it's like, I wonder why people don't live up there. And then I was like, because <laughs> it's a volcano. <laughs> I know. I, I think that we're so conditioned to think of, uh, Mount Rainier and, uh, and Mount St. Helens because right, we, there it's, it's too cold to live up there. But if I was in Hawaii, no, there, there are trees there. Remember? I mean, when the, the. The, the videos that we've seen of Mount St. Helens erupting, you see trees oh, yeah. being dislodged and, and thrown, but this is an active, it's been active for so long. It's just lava, 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 lava. And, oh, and yeah, so, you, so it's, you, it's just lava. Rock. It's you rock can rock. build on lava. Um, I'm surprised <laughs> actually you can, but it's just not a beautiful, I, I was about to say it's not a beautiful place. It is beautiful, but it's just not, a place where you're gonna want to like grow your okay here's where my lawn is there's there's no lawn it's it's lava rock so okay i think i just i need to actually go there because you know i've got <laughs> in my mind hawaii is this like beautiful green paradise but i recognize that the entire thing isn't like that there are other parts okay so okay so we're in 19 um 83 now uh, beginning of the year, January 3rd, the East Riff Pu'o'o'cone, which is spelled P-U apostrophe U apostrophe O apostrophe O, it erupted. <laughs> Will you say it one more time? Not the spelling, but just the word. Uh, it is the Pu'o'o'cone. Okay. Poo oh oh cone. I thought I was like, I think you missed one of the oohs. <laughs> Poo oh oh. Depends okay. on how fast to say it. Um, All right, on the side. So 1983. Uh, that's really truly when my my story begins. Um, that is when the eruption started. That 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 they consider the eruption that ended or or the yeah ended in 2018. 
is the same eruption that started in 1983. Is that, that, isn't that bonkers? That's like almost as old as me. Yeah. Um, so in, let's see, it, it erupted in 1983. I think it was a, you know, it was a sizable eruption and, and it continued to do this, the very slow flow for that whole time. So, you know, it's previous to night uh sorry previous to eight dang it <laughs> my story covers so many centuries that <laughs> it's hard to remember what century i'm talking about previous to the 2018 eruption it was very common for tourists to go play golf and like get pictures taken of hey look i'm playing golf and there's lava flowing right behind me um or you know off in the distance because it was that, a very very slow kind of fun Oh, yeah, for sure. So we all know that it's active. We all know that it's slow moving. But all of a sudden, things changed in 2018, and it caused a lot of disaster. So um, what happened? Well, it's shock, but it had a violent eruption. <laughs> so um, <laughs> on, on uh, May 4th, 2018... There was a recorded six. Yes, may the fourth be with you. There was a recorded six point nine earthquake, and that's pretty big. Uh, uh, that was. I've not really been through a lot of earthquakes, but I think that's a uh, very healthy. I mean, like you'd it'd wake you up <laughs> out of bed, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. By healthy, you mean dangerous? Then yes. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy, dangerous. Yeah. So, um, hold on, Caitlin, uh, is, is Jameis still with us? I'm here. I'm just researching how tall things are and it's getting interesting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like that's why really she's quiet, quiet for a long time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's, it's complicated. There's a lot of different ways to measure things. Okay. Well, we don't need the circumference. We're looking for heights. So, so for comparison purposes, Mount Everest, which is the highest altitude it's mountain. It's off the planet, the tallest, right? Right. Yes. Is um, because the science on this is um, apparently not perfect. It is 29,003 feet or 29,035 feet, somewhere in that range. Well, I've read that it, it grows by a little bit every year. So really the, the person who last summited is the person who probably climbed the highest peak. <laughs> That's, that could be true. There's also this weird they won't, thing. They won't keep that for long. But... Where the highest mountains um, above sea level um, are not those with peaks farthest from the center of the earth because the earth isn't sphere spherical so um sea level closer to the equator is several kilometers what, what further. shape is it if it's not a sphere right it's not an octagon what are we dealing with here so <laughs> are you flat are you flat earthing me right now it's the sea level closer to the equator is several kilometers further from the center of the earth that means uh, the summit of Ecuador's uh, Ecuador's tallest mountain is usually considered to be the farthest point from the Earth's center. How crazy is that? That's insane. Although there's a there's a mountain in Ecuador? Peru that that is an, another contender for that same statistic. Farthest, interesting. Farthest from the Earth's center. I can't wrap my mind around that. I'm sorry. So Everest is not farthest from the Earth's center. Because it's too far north of the equator? Apparently. <laughs> so the Earth this isn't is spherical. Fascinating. <laughs> fascinating. I mean, I get it. Yeah, so we bulge in the middle, just like I do. So, I because we're spinning or something, I think. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, this is what it's telling me. But right. Jamo, it says both both of these. Listen, both of these mountains, the one in Peru and the one in Ecuador, uh, Ecuador have elevations above 
both have elevations above sea level more than two kilometers less than that of Everest. Both have elevations above sea level more than two kilometers less than that of Everest. Okay, so like that writer they, should they don't stick out of the planet as far as Everest does. But Everest is measured from sea level and they're measured... No, nope, nope. Yeah, I, I my still... Brain hurts. My brain hurts. Okay, but answer to our actual question is that the, the number Caitlin gave... Send us an email. The number Caitlin gave for the mountain, which is... Is it Mauna Kea? I thought she said... Yes, Mauna Kea. Mauna Kea. So Wikipedia says it is 1,300... Sorry, 13,803 feet above sea level. But it is 33,474 feet from the ocean floor. That's the number I was looking for. Okay, So 33 versus Everett's 29. Everest. Sorry, Everest's 29. So... We've taught the history. Now we're in 19. Um, in 1983 is when it kind of first eruption kicked off, but it was very slow moving, more of kind of a tourist attraction than anything else. But then in 2018, it actually became very um, violent and dangerous. Um, started out with the earthquake and an, an eruption. Um, I'm so May 4th is when the earthquake began. So we kind of tell things are. M- beginning to, to take action here and then may 17th at 4 17 a.m uh there was a huge explosion in the give me a moment palomomau crater ash was thrown 30 uh 30, feet into the air um and at, wow uh, that's like yeah that's a way up where your airplane flies. That's pretty, yes. pretty high. Good news. Well, the good news. Um, I mean, the fact that the earthquake was on May 4th and then this, this huge eruption uh, was on May 17th, it did mean that there, they had an opportunity to evacuate a lot of people. So over 2,000 residents were evacuated um, very, very soon right after the earthquake had happened. So... Uh, there's a lot of destruction that happened in this um, eruption, but thankfully many lives lives were saved because they were moved out of the area in time. So did any, did anyone die from this? I don't know. Um, yes, it would have been but part I, of the story, I think. Maybe. But no. Okay. Maybe. Don't know. Okay. Jema. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. A death toll on a calamity podcast makes sense uh just this is my first one guys you gotta give me some <laughs> that's why gotta give me some... it's fine it's fine. a lot of the lava flow went directly into a neighborhood and destroy a lot of homes um i imagine it catches them on fire and plus of course makes the area entirely unwalkable <laughs> yep um okay. It, then it it flowed out to the ocean and it, oh it's it's a it's de- it's a devastating event because of the land and 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 homes that were lost it's also very awe inspiring when you see the lava uh, hitting the ocean and the yes. steam that it creates um yes i encourage you to to Google video of the our helicopters that have um, been flying along the coastline and you know, can capture the, what's happening there is the waves are you know crashing against the land but the land is also like literally moving it's very cool all right so there is a spot on the island where you could get in a helicopter and fly the length of the coastline for an entire mile and that whole mile would be all new island. Does that make wow. sense? That, wow. Wow. The, the flow of lava came from the um, volcano and then was flowing down to the ocean in such a wide 
I was about to say canal, um, like a wide channel of lava that yeah. it was. I was um, kind of imagining it coming down in those um, narrow valleys, which you sometimes see in pictures of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And by pictures of Hawaii, I mean like Jurassic Park or whatever. Okay, think was filmed there or lost. <laughs> Most of what I know about Hawaii is from Jurassic Park and Lost. <laughs> you gonna add those um, to our uh, our resource page? Stored our probably resources. We, if Rex gets yep. to be on there, then I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So another thing to kind of put things into perspective: from where the eruption occurred to the ocean, it it flowed 30 miles to get there so that's the distance wow. it covered and then once it got to the ocean as Jillian was mentioning um, things happen a lot differently there when the water cools it um, so there's a certain area of that mile long stretch that I mentioned that the lava is as high as 919 feet tall into the air and and I don't know the science behind it, I, I, I but it's like because the it's depth it, of it's, the moving lava. Yeah, it's 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 wow. flowing, 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 and then it stops so suddenly at the the when it reaches the coast, and then it sort of just builds up higher and higher and higher, right there, right where the ocean is. Does that make sense? Hmm. Um, for another, you know, for more people who really like numbers, I have one more here. There is. 875 acres of new land that was added to the island since this eruption started in 2018. Wow. Um, This is a little off topic, but just um, are there parts of Hawaii that are also losing land? Like, I just wondered, like, I mean, probably probably with rising sinking sinking into the ocean are some of the smaller islands or Rising sea, you probably don't. Know. Rising sea levels may affect like that's the next question that comes to my hand. Yeah. I, I definitely don't know the answer to that. I would be surprised, um, yeah. except for Damon's comments about the rising sea oh, overall, level. Overall, the land is continually growing. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can move on from that. Okay. We'll do rising <laughs> sea levels another day. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is. And then I will tell you exactly which islands are sinking, sinking into the ocean. So here's where I want to introduce my friend Rex, the the uh, Uber driver. Um, Rex, uh, uh, this is a lovely Caitlin tangent story. Uh, my sisters know what that means. We're about to go on a little wild adventure, but uh, <laughs> he's a character. So I needed to get from well, point A to point B. Pull up, everyone. And, yeah. <laughs> And I got a driver, and I, I got in, and we, we we started chatting it up. He told me all about his great hybrid car, and that, um, uh, you know, he this he's kind of in, like, semi-retirement. He and his wife uh, moved here. They, gosh, I could tell you a lot about his. I spent probably 13 minutes with the man, and I know so much about him. Um, <laughs> tell he honeymooned here. He honeymooned in, 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 on the island of Oahu, realized how crazy busy it was. They immediately left the island and went to the big island and stayed there for the rest of their honeymoon. And they loved it. They loved it so much. They came back many times. And when this, as soon as they retired, they came over. They, they live here permanently now on the big island. Um, something about his, his uh, career, which I couldn't tell you. I, he, I think he mentioned it kind of in passing. But... Um, his career, uh, when he had been at work, uh, was related to like military defense in some capacity. So he was kind of somebody who they called on. I don't know who they is, by the way. Um, that's very vague. But <laughs> it was a it was a cab lift. Like it, the whole thing was vague. Anyway, he he ended up being called as a resource to help people, geo, ge- uh, scientists and, and geologists, get um, safely in close to the eruption so they could do testing and and monitoring and like data data collecting he also is part of the team that um helped evacuate people um they went um he kind of was more of like a driver honestly i mean hey he works for uber that makes sense but um (laughs) for like the specialized team of people who are helping with um prevention and relief efforts yeah um so he had the opportunity to um go to 
the it, the residents who were in the I want to say line of fire, but that's the wrong term in the path of destruction. Um, <laughs> they went to these homes in advance and they talked to the residents who lived there and they said, like, we can't make you leave your house, but like this is these are what we this is what we expect. These are your options. These are you know resources that you have. You know you need to get out of here, etc. So yep. he had this fascinating experience where he had gone to these people's homes that were all along the um, shoreline, the the ocean view houses, and had the hospitality, like sat down, had meals with these people, and then come a couple weeks later, those homes were completely destroyed and was really. What's really fascinating is those people who owned land that were oceanfront property, it's no longer oceanfront property. And so they're in a Does really get, like, strange... Really... Wow. Who owns they're the in a strange... <laughs> I know. So that was one thing I never did get a, a straight answer on. We, I don't know. Um, you can so look it up if you want to. So they must have surveyors come out after it's all said and done to like remeasure the land. Or is that land they, really decades to come? Did people ever move back? So try to so rebuild. Those are a lot of questions. I'm gonna get to all of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's a lot of different things moving at one time. First off, it takes a really long time for people to get in and survey because the ground is still warm. It's actually yes. hot to the touch still. So. Um, you know, it might slowly melt your shoes or slowly melt, you know, equipment that you might have. So they have to wait a certain amount of time. It's not like you can, oh, the direction's over. I can get in there and get to my my property that I still own. I'm going to get to that in a, in, in a minute or two. Um, so being able to find your property lines is very difficult uh-huh. because everything no looks the same. There's no, exactly. There's no landmarks. Yeah. Um you can say, okay, I approximately had my house here-ish. And you still own that land. You 100% still own that land. Can you do anything with it? Probably it's 9, not. And so, underneath the next, the latest lot yeah. house, yeah. but you still own it. Yes. So right. My conversation with Rex, he was saying it's probably going to be like 30 years before those people are able to do anything with that land again. Um, I don't know why he threw that, that 30 years out. Uh, like, you certainly can walk on it before then but it's like not really usable uh it's rock like there's not a lot you can do with it it. yeah Mm -hmm. um and so the question of well who owns the land yeah 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 well you could try and sell it i suppose once you finally figured out where your property line was (laughs) so um the land that oh man the land that is new that so where the the property owner had ocean front property where their their old property line had been the ocean and then now at that point forward i think that that's state land um i think that it's you know that the, the state owns sense. it yeah. uh, usually if no one yeah if no one owns it the state usually does yeah that's crazy though what a weird um, problem to have so i wonder if there's I'm insurance in coverage for that Okay, uh, some homes were insured and a lot of homes weren't i'll get to that in a in a couple minutes too um and a lot of the insurance companies just say it, it's a complete loss and uh, there's a lot of whether you get money from insurance or not it, the general consensus is you're not really getting made whole yeah like there's there's really nothing that there's no way um, so to kind of close up my conversation, uh, my, my little story about Rex, and then I'm going to move on to another, um, another source. <laughs> so he is, you know, semi-retired, he's, you know, silver haired gentleman. Um, and he has his phone up in front of him. We're looking at it cause it's, um, uh, got, our trip information on it, I'm pretty sure. And then the he's also GPS. got a... Yeah. Okay. But he also has, like, a screen in the middle um, that's, like, an actual... I mean, it's a newer car. It actually has, like, the car has its own screen. Oh, shit. And so he's got that running as well. And while we're at a stop sign, he pulls out 
a huge iPad, the biggest iPad I've ever seen. I didn't make them. <laughs> I didn't know they made them this big. So we've got three screens and he's not looking at the red light at all. And I, that makes sense because the red lights in Hawaii are the longest red lights I've ever seen in any country that I've ever been to. <laughs> They're really long. He's a driver and he knows how long the lights are. So like he knew what he was doing, but he, he like, I, he's a stranger and he hands me this really expensive piece of technology and he's like using his fingers and he's swiping around and he's like, here's this. Oh, I got to find the right. And like, you know, I'm seconds are, are ticking by and like minutes are ticking by. And I'm like, I really feel like we should be focusing on driving right now. But he, he finally got the right folder and he and I swept through like 30 pictures and some of them were videos that he had taken with his camera while he was doing these trips into and out of these, uh -huh. um, these, so he got, uh, and I guess he has a really, really good camera that could zoom in really far. He has some like news quality photos that were like, he just had a vantage point that a lot of the news crew couldn't get to because he was taking scientists in. Um, they were a lot sure. closer than the, the he general could go public. inside a safety perimeter. Yeah. Yeah, and like okay. seeing where they, the reason why a lot of people couldn't get in is like the roads were, they had cracks in them. Um, you know, you'd have to off-road quite a bit or, you know, there'd be a path of lava blocking the road and that type of thing. So it's fascinating to see his photos, um, it, you know, in the middle of traffic, uh, <laughs> in the middle, the big island <laughs> like a year later, randomly talking to a stranger about it. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he got me to the airport safely. So I will say that <laughs> I'm very thankful we I made mean, it, but I, I, you'd survive the trips one way or another in, yeah. We and I've got all of my, all my limbs and all my dits. Like I, I made it safely, but <laughs> it was, it was more screen. I mean, I'm a much younger person than he was. I've never traveled with that many screens open. I was very, very concerned for for my safety. But um, I came out of it with a lot more information than I You're ever like, expected. You're like, I know my retired parents could not do this many screens. They couldn't handle one screen. <laughs> um, but I, wanted, I want to transition now to the article that Trevor Hughes wrote. That was really, really well done. And it evaluates the destruction a year later. Um, so, we, you know, this podcast is really dedicated not only to how did this disaster happen, but also what are the relief efforts that happen um, to try and help people out after the fact. And there's just a lot of really fascinating um, obstacles that are unique to particular eruption that I think are kind of interesting to highlight. So um, I'm kind of just going to read off quite a bit of uh, facts and, and data here, but uh, feel free to maybe after I've come closer to the end, you can chime in with your questions. Um, so there were, there were 200 homes that were destroyed, um, but 700 structures. So a lot of those being like outbuildings. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. Um... Oh, no. There are many people who even today, or as of June 20th of 2019 when this was written, cannot get to their homes because the roads are still closed, because there's still lava um, blocking roads. So if you can imagine, people have been displaced for, for over a year. They're either living with, crashing with friends still, or they're paying rent to another person. So the article covered one couple that have an orchard. They've got a fruit orchard and they can't access it by road. So they have to hike in to get to it and to maintain it and then hike out. Uh, um, oh, so the orchard was on a part of the slope that didn't get covered. Right. That but sense. access... That but access yeah. to the orchard was blocked. Um, so some more facts. Uh, 500 now wait, now million. Now what kind of fruit it was. Tell me what kind of fruit. It was tree. <laughs> it was tree fruit. There's a picture of them on the website oh, on the on the page. Fruit. I think it. Well, I don't want to say it was lemons. Um, it wasn't avocados. I don't know. 
I don't know. They were small and round, Jillian. They were small and round. That does not narrow down the fruit category (laughs) in any way. (laughs) But, okay, move along. All right, so there was $500 million worth of damage done. Um, It's kind of a side note, a little bit interesting. The numbers that we have on the the dollars uh, in damages and the number of structures... We realize it can't be exact because there are a lot of people on the island who live off the grid. Um, it's actually fairly easy to do in Hawaii because you just need a rain a rain catchment system so that you can have drinkable water, um, which is very very common on the Big Island. If you're not live if you don't live in a city, you have to have your own rain catchment system regardless. Um, and then a lot of people use solar power, so it's very easy to um, build your own structure and do it in an area where any public officials can't see it, and therefore you can do it without permits. And so, you know. <laughs> Just because the public officials can't see it. That's funny. Um, another interesting result of all this is uh, the that if you weren't quick to evacuate your house, a lot of people got into the pickle where all of the storage units on the island filled up immediately. So even if you were lucky enough to pack up your stuff and get it in a rig, there was nowhere for you to put it. So a lot of people had to leave their stuff in their house because there was, there, um, there was, they, they had time. Yeah. yeah. Theoretically, they would have had time to get it out, but on an island, you only have a finite number of, of rental units. And, you know, if you live on the mainland, you just drive to the next state, drive to the next state, just drive to the next state. Like, there's going to be another rental unit somewhere. But literally all of the rental uh, storage units, I should say, were full. So that was really interesting. So, Caitlin, have you and Patrick ever considered opening up a storage unit business? <laughs> on the island? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's a good point. Good point. Save for your retirement. Maybe. Um, another really fascinating thing to me is that even in scenarios where your house was not in the path of lava directly, that your structure still stood, in many cases, your house was a complete loss because of the way that sulfur acts in the soil. So... Say that you're near a lava flow and there's a whole bunch of extra sulfur fumes in the area. Right, from what the devil coming does, from the ground. Yep. It rots anything that's metal. So, for example, really? electrical so- yeah, electrical sockets, nails and siding, appliances, and even frying pans. And that's all taken from the article. But um, as examples of things that the sulfur is going to affect. So... There are many people who came back to their houses, but they're going to have to replace everything. I mean, the nails, you may as well tear it all down to the mm-hmm. <laughs> studs yeah. anyway. Yeah. Wow. So, so let's see. Some, uh, some people that were interviewed for that article, they spent 121 days in a shelter, which was way longer than I ever expected anyone to need to stay there. Um, another interesting factoid, too, specific to the island, is, you know, tourism was up because a lot of people wanted to go see this exciting thing, this slow-moving volcano, but now oh. it's been destroyed. Um, tourism has gone down, and tourism, I mean, a lot of people are waiters and waitresses, or they're, mm. you know, they're in the tourism industry, so not only have people lost their homes... But they've also lost their jobs. So they're really, really down on their luck. Um, and the, the other note that I, I have here, too, it kind of goes back to what I mentioned before. Property lines um, really being very unclear still. So even if you can get back to your property, you're not going to want to do a lot of improvements until you can prove where the lines are. And uh, there's actually a lot of anger at the moment uh, against the government for not acting quicker to get roads back into these areas but the issue on that comes right back down to the fact that the ground is still hot so 
in order to grow, you have to do proper zoning, proper surveying. You need to go through all the right channels. You can't just bulldoze. I mean, you could yep. if you were our dad. You you would. But if you're a city, <laughs> if you're a city or a government, you need to go through all these channels. And the the they cannot survey a road because the ground is still a little too hot to do so. So it's creating a lot of um, controversy on the island. Um, let's see. So that honestly, I think, kind of concludes the notes that I was wanting to cover. Um, I, like I'm kind of trying to summarize in my head. Big distraction. Oh, oh, one more thing. The eruption was officially deemed over. Dang it. Give me a second. No worries. Okay. Um, in early, in early August is when the eruption subsided. And on December 5th, 2018 is when it was finally declared over. So it started January 3rd, 1983. Yeah. And a officially ended December 5th, 2008. Yeah, that's hardly had, I mean, it's had, what, seven months to cool and get any, yeah, that's not enough time. That makes sense. Uh, that's a really fascinating story, Caitlin. That's super interesting. Kate, Caitlin, was this the same one that had the, that they're worried about because the water is pooling in it again? It that's sure a, is. Yeah, so... It's done erupting, but they're still concerned about it. So or that, that eruption is over, mm-hmm. but now we're waiting mm-hmm. for another eruption. Correct. Yeah. I think it's weird to say, like, well, this eruption lasted for 20 years, but then all of a sudden this one that happened six months later is an eruption. Like, that feels mm-hmm. odd, but that must be how somehow... I think the scientists are still arguing about that, actually. I saw something when I was oh. looking at this other information. There, there are some scientists that think maybe that the, that... that that this more recent eruption that ruined everything should be its own considered its own thing. So there is mm. some ongoing controversy amongst the scientists on that. Well, okay. let's let let's let them do the arguing. Yeah, <laughs> keep Caitlin out of it. Let's she wants no part that, of it. Please keep me out of it. So how did I do my first my first Obviously, I need a death count. Um, I didn't want to focus on the negative, but I guess that's part of reporting. So I'll get the death <laughs> count next time. I loved it. Good. Thank you. Yeah, J- James is checking on that death count for us, but um... uh, I am. Um, yeah. I can hear her thumbing through her encyclopedias. <laughs> And I'm just thinking if there's anything else I might have missed, but um, Kayla, I definitely in the sense of sorry, Kayla, I interrupted you. No, go in defense of Hawaiian tourism. You should now name three nice things about Hawaii, so people don't think it's all just virgin lava, and they never want to go there. Oh my gosh, I would love to. Um, so, do you mean three nice things about Big Island? It's been rough. Oh, yeah, um, your choice. I would have a hard time limiting it to three. Um, so there's beaches, there's beautiful weather, it's sunny all the time, people are nice, uh, amazing food, um, wonderful culture, singing, what kind dancing. Of food? What kind of... I you know, know strangely enough, uh, uh, one of the more popular dishes is uh, rice with gravy and, and a lot yeah. of variation. Like, I have eggs on that, or you might have, I don't know. Um, so, is it's that a lot the of. one that's called toy? I think so, yes. No, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, you no, know I don't deal with it. Let's not guess. Let's <laughs> not guess. I don't want to guess. Um, but uh, malasadas are like. Uh, I want to say donuts with um, they some have cream in them, some don't. Uh, they're local. Um, a lot of pork uh, dishes, and yeah. uh, they really they really like uh, chicken here too. They they do excellent um, beef, pork, and chicken dishes. Uh, uh, there's on this island of Oahu. There's a lot of um, uh, people from different Asian uh, like Japanese, oh, Chinese, course. Korean. Oh, so. You That's have that. The most delicious thing in the whole world. 
Yeah, all their kind gotta, of fusion mm-hmm, restaurants. Exactly. Oh, so good. Yep. yep. Well, maybe I will come visit you. I wasn't gonna because you. But... <laughs> I scared you off with my is, volcano story, but. <laughs> Caitlin, I have some good news for you. No one died. It it looks like no one died. It uh, Wikipedia is saying there were twenty four injuries, but it's not listing any deaths. So. See, Jill. And that's why I didn't have a death toll. It was like exactly. a point. I, if it didn't, if you didn't have the number, if it wasn't flashing in front of your face, and maybe there weren't. But how many of those injuries do you think were just like stupid college-aged dudes who were like, dude, let's go touch the lava? <laughs> okay. Now, that reminds me, Jillian, I have one more anecdote to add um, from the... From the article that Trevor wrote, gotta find it, gotta find it. Okay, Volcano Watchers. There's a thing called Volcano Watchers. Uh, This couple Uh evacuated their homes, and when they finally got back to the house, they found that the windows had been broken, the chairs (gasps) that were inside had been moved to the deck, and that beer had been consumed on the deck. So people had... <laughs> oh, so definitely college-age guys, yeah. I think for sure it's a fraternity uh, a fraternity trip. Isn't that so frustrating, though? Like, the, the, you're in this, this really serious situation. People are breaking into your house and... Not stealing because they left all the stuff there, but like, okay, a window's broken, and 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 they're just casually like drinking beer on your property, uh, it's just creepy. like enjoying the show. I, I mean, you've definitely like, it's been violated. Really yeah. is creepy. It's traumatic sure for the <laughs> homeowners in general, but then to see somebody has celebrated, it just made it so much worse. Oh, so. you're right. That does add like a sour tone. Like mm-hmm. you were running for your lives and you were losing everything you owned while they were sitting and having a fun night celebrating the disaster. Exactly. Yep. There, you know, I so think always some lo- looky-loos in a disaster, though. That's pretty normal that there are some people who want to just go see it because it is something unique and interesting to see. All right. Well, with that, Jama, do you want to uh, tell our readers, um, our readers, I've <laughs> been doing too much talking. Yeah. So if people want some more information or want to get in touch, they can find us on Facebook, uh, Calamity Podcast. Uh, we also have our own website, uh, calamitypodcast.com. Um, if you want to shoot us an email or if, uh, if Rex, if you're out there listening and want to get in touch with Caitlin, uh maybe share your pictures with us again so we can maybe uh look those over your exciting um uh interaction with this volcano um we are at uh, calamity podcast at yahoo.com and you can also uh touch base with us on twitter at at podcast calamity 